the following meditation is led by Tara Brock. To access more of my meditations or join my email list, please visit tarabrock.com. Today's guided heart practice is really a reflection based on the pretty well-known Rumi verse that says our task is not to seek for love but to seek and find the barriers that we've created against it. And in the Buddhist tradition um, the practice of forgiveness of releasing the armoring around the heart um, is considered one of the precursors to really having that full experience of unconditional loving presence. And I found in my own personal experience and working with many others that the whole process of forgiveness is surrounded by all sorts of misunderstandings and also a lot of uh, self-judgment. Uh, we have this idea that it's, you know, to be a good spiritual person we should be forgiving and yet we're designed to, when we get wounded, to not forgive but rather to, to set up some really strong boundaries and barriers to give us a chance to heal. So with that in mind we're going to be exploring it and, and in a way that the, the invitation will be for you to sense where there's a place, perhaps a relationship, where there's been, you know, kind of a, a blockage of, of blame, of pushing away, that you feel you'd like to have more freedom around. Um, that is instead of going for where your deepest, darkest trauma is with somebody and, and trying to jump off the cliff and forgive them, and when it may not be organic or really respectful to your own process. So that, just to keep that in mind in the background. And I'll speak a little bit more about um, this process of forgiving because in a way I think of forgiving as really a life practice of having that forgetting and in the forgetting our, our body and our mind tightens against uh, the habitual tightening against what we feel is threatening or wrong or bad. And then when it comes into awareness we begin to soften. So it happens over and over again on many levels. On the most slight levels where we see that we've turned on ourselves and something in us it comes into awareness and we go, oh yeah, the, the trance of unworthiness. Be kind. And then we tell ourselves it's okay. And that's a moment of forgiving. So the key principle is it's something we repeat over and over and over again and the challenge is that some of the grooves are really deep where we've been really injured and tensed and it may no longer serve us to be protecting ourselves but it's a really deeply rooted body-mind pattern so it takes a lot of rounds 
And the good news is that every time you have the intention to see the barriers and to bring awareness to them, not to try to make them go away, but just to bring a real um, kind presence to them, there's less identification and there's more freedom. And in fact, it does help dissolve the armoring. So forgiveness can go from the most uh, light level of seeing a passing kind of judgment or blame, which are really important to catch, to, to the deepest levels. But I think it's important for us collectively to know that forgiving isn't condoning. It's not like saying, oh, you're right and I'm wrong. And in a very, very critical way, it's not removing boundaries that are healthy. You can forgive someone, let go of the hatred or the anger, the making them bad, and still have absolutely clear boundaries, including never being in the same room with them or spending time with them. The powerful thing to know is that our hearts have the capacity over time to wake up in a way that we can heal from, from the identification with the small wounded victimized self and open into a heart space that really can see another through clearer eyes. And one of the great principles in forgiveness is that when we can really see how another is a suffering human, how their fear, hurt or anger is driving them, our heart gets more tender. And we may not, again, uh, get close enough to be hurt, but our heart is tender. A story that um, I share whenever I, I remember it, because it, it touches me, is uh, it took place in Washington, D.C. Uh, this is a, a man was describing this who worked with uh, youth who were gang members. It's fine if you continue meditating, eyes closed, and just, just taking this in. So he says that one 14-year-old boy in the program had shot and killed an innocent teen to prove himself to the gang. And at the trial, the victim's mother was sitting there impassive and silent. At the end, when the youth was convicted of the killing, after the verdict was announced, she stood up slowly and she stared at him and she said, I'm going to kill you. And then the youth was taken away to serve several years in a juvenile facility. And after the first half year, the mother of the slain child went to visit his killer. And he'd been living on the streets before the killing, and she was the only visitor he'd had. So over time they talked, and then she left some money for snacks, for reading some, some materials that he wanted to get hold of. And then she started step by step to visit him more regularly, bringing him food and small gifts, books. Near the end of his three-year term, uh, sentence was over and she, she asked him what he was going to be doing when he got out and he was confused and uncertain. So she offered to set him up with a job at a friend's company. Then she inquired about where he would live and since he had no family to return to, she offered him temporary use of the spare room in her, in her home. And for eight months he lived there, ate her food, worked at the job. 
Then one evening she called him into the living room to talk and she sat down opposite him and waited. Then she started and said, Do you remember in the courtroom when I said I was going to kill you? I sure do, he replied. She said, Well, I did. She goes on, she said, I didn't want the boy who could kill my son for no reason to remain alive on this earth. I wanted him to die. And that's why I started to visit you and bring you things and talk. And that's why I got you the job and I let you live here in my house. That's how I set about changing you. And that old boy, he's gone. So now I want to ask you, since my son is gone and that killer is gone, if you'll stay here. I've got room and I'd like to adopt you if you'll let me." And she became the mother of her son's killer, the mother he had never had. And when I share that story, it's not like I think I could do that or that we should do that. It's more that these hearts have an unseen capacity to wake up and get tender, to see beyond the mask, to see the potential. Our hearts have a lot of possibility. And what I've found is that it's a training, forgiving like everything's a training. And it doesn't work unless it starts in the kind of small daily ways where we see how we've tightened and armored against ourselves, and we soften. We see that and there's a softening. We get, okay, I was trying the best I could. You know, we see how I sometimes describe it, our legs in a trap, you know, it's... We wouldn't be behaving the way we sometimes do unless in some way we were scared or confused. There's some unmet need. So we start seeing through the eyes of wisdom. And we see that in the small ways, in the very daily ways. So it can happen like many times a day that we might put our hand on our heart and say, it's okay. And it happens in the small daily ways with those in our most immediate circle, if we want to cultivate this capacity. Where we see somebody that it may be our teen or it may be an, an aging parent or whatever, that in some way gets on our nerves, in some way we're just, there's just resentment and, it, and that can be so toxic because it's kind of chronic and it stops us from being as um, open-hearted or spontaneous or tender or whatever. So we start there where we're carrying kind of a grudge or blame. And then when we feel and we've arrived in a very deep and open and awake place, then we begin to feel into where the deeper wounds are. So we'll practice together, if you'd like to, in some way, move, shift, adjust your posture so you're sitting in a way that feels most comfortable and supported, please do. Once you come into stillness, take some moments to bring that quality of metta or loving presence into the body with the sense of a smile. So just let the eyes soften, let the outer corners lift a little bit and that, that slight smile, a suggestion of a smile. 
slight smile at the mouth. You might sense the inside of the mouth smiling. And then to visualize and sense the smile that spreads through the heart and the chest. Smiling into your heart. And so you can begin to sense a little, just a, a more intimate sense of what's there, making room for the experience in the heart. Eyes are soft and smiling, the mouth, the heart. Give yourself the gift of letting go a little through the body, see what wants to release. Shoulders relaxing hands soft, loosening the belly, softening the belly, so you can feel the breath going deep into the torso. Senses awake, feel that you're right here. You might begin setting your intention again to seek and find the barriers to love and I would add to not judge how it happens we can't will forgiveness we can only be willing just to sense your willingness to soften the armoring Feel your own sincerity. And begin by scanning and sensing where you might be holding against yourself, where you might be holding blame, some resentment or judgment, where you haven't really forgiven something about you. And often it's forgiving ourselves for ways we feel we've injured others or or hurt our own life. And then whatever you find, it could be very, very kind of a small chronic way that you judge or something deeper. So let that be at the center of your attention right now. And sense what you're blaming yourself for, and what the 
belief about yourself is and the feeling of judging. So in a way you're letting yourself look through the eyes of the judge to begin. and allowing yourself to open to the feeling of feeling blamed, feeling judged. That in you which is in some way identified with badness, wrongness. And just breathing with that place, it's a vulnerable place that feels small and bad. And you might put your hand wherever you feel that place is living, the vulnerability that feels wrong, bad, not okay. For many it's the heart area or the throat or the belly. So you're beginning to keep company with, you're beginning to sense that you can rest in the presence that's aware of this, that's witnessing this. This is the part of you that in some deep or habitual way feels not okay. And sense that you can view this through your wisest self, and sense that you can view whatever you've been judging yourself for, whatever the behavior is, the way of being, and see past the mask to how in some way your leg has been in a trap, you've been caught in fear or hurt, confusion, some unmet need. viewing yourself through the eyes and the heart of your highest self, I sometimes call future self, the most evolved awake part of you, that which sees that you're caught in the conditioning, that you're not signing on to be bad in some way, that it's painful. offering whatever message of compassion, of forgiveness, of care, feels most honest and healing. It can be something like, you're doing the best that you can. It can be 
I see the pain and suffering that's been caused and I forgive you now. It can be just the words forgiven, forgiven. I often just say the words forgiven, forgiven. To not hold the anger or blame against ourselves, to not add that to the suffering. And if it feels difficult to offer that to your own being, then you might invite in some being that you trust and love, that sees you with love. And it could be someone you know, it could be someone that's past, it could be a spiritual figure, Buddha, Kuan Yin, Jesus. could be a dog or a child, but let that, that loving energy, let that be the energy that moves into your heart in a forgiving way. And if it's still hard, it can be simply your intention to let go of blame, to forgive, just to open that door of intention puts us fully on the path. We widen the attention now to sense moving from where we've created a barrier with our own inner life to where the barriers to love are with another person, perhaps someone you care about but that you find you're caught in blame or reactivity, criticism, somebody you work with. So it could be family, friend, colleague but somewhere where you get caught in blame. Bringing that person to mind and letting the situation come up where you get triggered. The first part of opening our hearts to another person is to bring attention to where we feel in some way hurt, where we feel threatened, where we feel not okay. So sense when you're triggered and blaming, making that U-turn and bringing the attention from the other person who we might have judged as bad or wrong, right back to ourselves and sense where is the vulnerability underneath the blaming. If you couldn't be focused on the other person and blame, what would you have to feel 
that's difficult inside yourself. Is it feeling diminished or put down in some way, misunderstood, not loved, threatened? What's behind the blaming, bringing that above the line? And as you sense your own vulnerability, the part of you that feels in some way threatened when the other person behaves the way they are, or hurt, or pushed away, or not seen, bring your full and kind presence to the part of you that needs your attention. Again, if it helps to accompany it with a light touch, that can be very powerful and deepening in an intimate relationship with our own vulnerability, just respecting that it's there, feeling how it's expressing in your body right now. You might sense what this part is believing, that maybe like if that person's acting that way it means they don't respect me or care about me or whatever it is. but mostly feel directly into the vulnerability itself and sense what it needs from you right now. How does it want you to be with it? Sense the kind of love or care that would comfort and heal right now. Does it just need to be seen? just you to bear witness? Does it need a message of love or kindness or perhaps forgiveness or acceptance? See if you can sense what's needed and from your own most awake heart again just offer inward what's needed. If you can let in care, let that vulnerable part feel bathed in care, feel that it belongs. Perhaps sensing more of a space and a presence, a heart space that's more awake and you feel more perhaps safe, fully here in that space. As you do, you can begin to look at the other person through eyes of wisdom, with a heart of love. See if you can see the other person and sense how they are caught in some way, how they're reactive, how they're coming from in some way a sense of fear, insecurity, not being seen, fear of not being seen, some unmet need.
knowing how different they might feel if they were, or act if they were feeling loved and peaceful. And just offering whatever wish, whatever, whatever from your more most awake heart you want to just send them some wish. sensing the quality of your heart space right now and perhaps even sensing into in when a future interaction comes up the possibility of having more choices in how you respond. and then bringing your attention fully here and scanning and sensing if through this process of looking at blame and relaxing armoring if there's any additional judgments that have piled on as they sometimes can just bringing into the light of awareness whatever's here with the intention of forgiven, forgiven. You might sense that possibility of who would I be if there really wasn't a sense that something's wrong with me or something's wrong with you or anybody if there really was that open-heartedness that could see the conditioning that could create the intelligent boundaries but in the deepest way sense the gold and cherish all beings. Who would I be if I really trusted there wasn't anything wrong with me or others? Again, Rumi out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing there is a field, I'll meet you there when the soul lies down in that grass the world is too full to talk about ideas, language even the phrase each other doesn't make any sense
for these last minutes to rest in that awake, open-hearted presence that sees but does not get lost in judgment or blame. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.